today on 2C Fans. Question off the top of my head, I know we've had at least eight different species, probably more. I know when I counted how many different species I've worked with, I've been fortunate enough to do almost 15 different sensations. Oh my goodness. So, turtles, we've had all five species that are found out here in the Gulf. Hi, this is 2C Fans at Moat Marine Lab. I'm Haley Rudger. And I'm Joe Nicholson. And we are lucky to have Lynn Bird, who's our medical care and rehabilitation coordinator, right? Yeah, that's it. Hi, everybody. Hi. So, Lynn, tell us what your job is. What does that mean? Um, well, I help coordinate um, when we have uh, sick and stranded dolphins and whales and sea turtles that come in. Yeah, so we talked to, earlier we talked to Gretchen Lovewell, who uh, leads the responses to animals like that. And when they go to moat, they have to go somewhere, and they go into the hands of Lynn and her colleagues. So what, what kind of animals do you treat the most? Uh, we always will have a sea turtle in-house. And typically we have more green sea turtles than loggerheads, but it's not, it's not always the case. Is there a reason for that? Well, we're one of five um, hospitals that are able to do uh, sea turtles, green sea turtles in particular, with fibropapilloma tumors. So we're, we're constantly in need of, of space in placing those type of animals. So Moats always has somebody here. Is that one in five in the state or the one country? One in five in the state. Okay. Typically, you only see it uh, those animals in our area and Hawaii. Okay. So that they're not up northeast or not typically along the Pacific coast. Yeah, occasionally yeah, okay. Texas gets one, but it, most of the time it's Florida and Hawaii. So, I, you know, what kind of training does somebody have to have to be a, a, a sea turtle and dolphin and whale hospital person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually um, started out a little backwards than most people. I started out as a um, marine mammal trainer. So I worked in the Florida Keys um, way back in the 90s, and at that point, we were having mass trainings occurring and they were looking for people to help. And so I was fortunate enough to participate in that and fell in love with the rehabilitation process. And so um, that's how I got started. And then um, I already had a degree and then I went back to school 10 years later and became a certified vet tech. Very cool. So how did you like end up here at Moat though? So after I went away to school, so that would have been in 2000, I graduated from vet tech school. Um, they were looking for a second um, certified vet tech over here at Moat Marine um, for their dolphin and whale hospital. And did so, you see that ad in the paper? Or, you know, um, somebody it, say, hey, you know, <laughs> I know this girl. It was actually posted, okay. yes. Wow, I didn't uh. know that they advertised for dolphin and whale people. I thought yeah. you would always know someone. <laughs> it, it, it is usually by someone you know. So that's what I tell our interns. You know, you got to just get out there, get your name out there. But we Mo did post. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I wish I had that internship. In yeah, college. right? Yeah. Mine were not that much fun. <laughs> and I think she's legitimately the first one that's ever, like, seen a job posting and was hired from out and hasn't been a volunteer or an intern first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, but you've been here for a while now, though. You're like a moat veteran now, right? Oh, that's scary. Oh, yeah. my goodness, yeah. <laughs> Lynn's seen a lot of animals. Yeah, for the last 16 years. So what would be an interesting case of that you had to care for? Something that you either learned from or that was unusual or had a really neat outcome or something? Oh, my gosh. Every case is that way. So off the top of my head, I would have to say when we received um, four Grampus, 
Uh, they're called they're Rizzo dolphins. Two moms, two cats, and I found that really interesting because no one they don't come in with tags saying who belongs to who, and so trying to let the moms decide which calf they were going to take um, was, was quite interesting. These animals are uh, large and in charge, and so whether the healthier mom took the healthier calf, uh, we don't know. But those are the two surviving ones out of the whole group. So um, yeah, so little things like that it keeps you on your toes. So we get a call. And there's a stranding. Do you guys report or respond to the stranding? So it really varies. So dolphin and whales, usually Gretchen's group, the stranding group, gets the initial call. If it's a live animal, um, then she'll call me and we'll prepare back at the hospital or go assist them on occasion. Um, If it's a sea turtle, either FWC will call me, um, the hospital, directly to find out what uh, our capacity load is, or they'll call Gretchen um, to help coordinate the transfer of the turtle over. Or Gretchen goes out to a call and her group, and they'll bring the animal back into moat. So, so the animal arrives, and yes. what happens? Um, so we do an initial assessment. So uh, we'll take weight measurements. Um, we'll take a blood sample. Um, and then all that's interpreted by um, our veterinarians. And um, we proceed from there. A lot of sea turtle um, rehabilitation is about supportive care, good uh, food quality, good water quality, getting them eating and keeping them in a stress-free environment. Cetaceans um, are a whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. <laughs> so it's just like a, a hospital ER almost. You know, they rush them in and you assess them and determine what next to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Except they can't talk and they have no health insurance and they give you no medical history. Come yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. that would make it easier. You can't have You have to be easy. a detective. It's yeah. kind of interesting. We got this down, though. Yeah, I, you know, when I was a, a, just a kid, like I had the luck of... What, last you, week? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 31, Joe. <laughs> so <laughs> take that how you will. Um, but when I was like literally 12 or something, I got to do a quote-unquote internship where I got to kind of just be on a fly on the wall on a local dog and cat kind of vet. Oh, that's great. And they were saying that vet, they think vet school is harder than um, medical. medical school. Yeah, if you talk to veterinarians, <laughs> they all say that, yes. They do, okay. <laughs> is it just because the patients can't talk or is it because of the variety of species? Like, what makes it hard? I would think both because um, your patients don't come in. You have to go off of what you see and um, a lot of the animals you are designed, they're, <clears throat> especially wild animals, um, they're designed to cover their, their um, ailments. And yeah. so it makes it even that much more difficult. Because if they expressed or showed weakness, they would be at risk in the wild? Absolutely. Mm. Survival mm. of the fittest. Yes, we will pick off the weak or injured. It's <laughs> the way it goes. <laughs> you're, you're ready to be a, a wild animal, Joe. I am a wild animal, Paley. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. It, this this must be quite a, a dirty job, I gotta say. You know, we do everything. You know, we take care of their water quality. You know, we have to get their fecal samples. What goes in has to come out. So we're monitoring constantly. Constantly. So yes, it's a it's a very dirty job, but rewarding. Yeah. What was your first? Do you remember your first case when you got here? Here, yes. When I arrived, actually, they had a um, pygmy sperm whale calf, Amy was here. I remember Amy. Yeah, yeah. we had her for two and a half years, the longest kept um, Kojia um, ever in captivity. Um, She had come in that previous January. I arrived in June and her mom passed within a day or two. And um, she was having to be bottle fed 
um, often, three times, four times a day. Um, we used to catch her for exams twice a week at least, and she could hold her breath for 22 minutes. We timed that because we'd wow. all stand in a circle. It's quite, quite the... Uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Well, a pygmy sperm whale, right? They're known for holding their breasts for the deep dives. Absolutely, right? deep yeah. water divers. Okay. So uh, she was a cool animal. That would have been very, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was a neat looking animal, too. She was in great personality. Yeah. And she she did really well for the first two and a half years. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, we're no longer allowed to do that species. So if those animals strand, yeah. um, it's determined by National Marine Fisheries Service that they have to be humanely euthanized. Really? Right, because they just don't do well in captivity, and until somebody can come up with a way um, of uh, giving them nutritional support that won't cause them to get impacted and ultimately twist and die, it's how most of these animals die in captivity. Um, they Is it are their gut? Their it's gut their gut. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, they're such deep water divers. They eat their prey down low, and um, we can't, um, we can't, Reacclimate them. We can't. It's a pressure issue. It's a. We believe it could be a pressure and a prey item issue. Oh. So, um, hmm. interesting. Yeah. So two and a half years is the longest. So for now, sadly, those animals are humanely euthanized. I now mm -hmm. officially believe that vets have it harder. That <laughs> that is tough to deal it with. It is. But that's really interesting. You've gotten to probably learn a lot from from patients with so many different species. How do you know how many species we've treated in the hospital? Gosh, and off the top of my head, I know we've had at least eight different species, probably more. I know when I counted how many different species I've worked with, I've been fortunate enough to do almost 15 different cetaceans. Oh, my goodness. So turtles, we've had all five species that are found out here in the Gulf. Oh. So. We even had the rare uh, leatherback. I once. remember when that came in. That was a monster. <laughs> that was unusual. That was a stressful seventy-two hours. <laughs> Lizzie the leatherback, <laughs> and they're 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 another one that's hard to keep, right? And right yeah. again, they're also a prey item, and um, also their shell because it's leather. So you can't just put them in a tank and let them hit the sides. You have to tether them mm. so they can't run into the sides. So that's. Uh, quite an interesting feat to accomplish when they're 800 pounds. And they eat jellyfish. Yes. I don't think the aquarium was big about giving us those jellyfish. No. <laughs> <laughs> those are for education. Yes. <laughs> but uh -huh. yeah, they love them. I don't know how they sustain themselves on just those, those big animals. I know. It's amazing. So the, these animals come in, they're assessed by, and, and we have a, a new vet. We do. Um, by the name of... Dr. Adrian Atkins. That's right. And the rest of you, how many people are or work for the hospital? So we are really understaffed. We have four people that actually work in the hospital. Most are part-time. Um, we do have interns and volunteers. Um, we couldn't do, especially our dolphin and whale rescue without volunteers. So we have about 150 volunteers that, that aid us um, in dolphin and whale rehab. And also when we have ma uh, stranding events, like cold stunning events or red tide events with turtles, they'll come in and lend a hand. Well, because it's very time consuming. It is. It yeah. is. Water quality, feeding, monitoring. And it's 24-7. It's not just, you know, 8 to 5, let's go home. Yeah. yeah. Nope. It's 24 hours a day, every day that they are here. With dolphins and whales, sea turtles, you're a little more lenient. But mm -hmm. when they first arrive, uh, it's you're here. Yeah, they don't. They don't know that it's Thanksgiving or something. No, <laughs> no. they don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't know this. No, they're lucky that that they have people like you guys. I mean, not everybody's cut out for that. <laughs> no, oh. it's it's rewarding. It's been fun raising my children with that. Uh, so wait, so tell us who we just got to see one of your um, 
rewarding cases. We saw Mike, the loggerhead, go out. Yes, Miss Miss Mike. Miss yes. Mike. Miss Mike. Miss, just... Miss Mike. Yes. <laughs> Why is she Miss Mike? Um, well, it was an adult female, but uh, the kind people that found her on Longboat didn't realize she was a female, and the woman wanted to name her after her husband. So the turtles don't care what they're called. So we just went ahead with that. Mm-hmm. So Mike, it is. She's Mike. And she wasn't there that long, like January, late January? Uh, She was late January. It was um, actually, she um, is fortunate that she made it. We were in the middle of a really long red tide event. And that same day, we got an exact same sized adult female loggerhead in. So we had first Lido and Mike. I remember that. Yeah, side by side. I was there with you guys. Yeah, and they were both... um, they're non-responsive. Yeah. They're not breathing. So it, we were here the first three nights with both those animals. Unfortunately, first Lido didn't make it. But Mike, once we got fluids in her and got her being more responsive um, and got her in water, she she did great. She started eating after six days, and um, she was. We were very fortunate. She was very fortunate we could get her back out. Hmm. Haley was able to capture some audio from Mike's release. So let's have a quick listen, and you know. Sort of get an idea of what it's like to uh, be at one of these releases. We are at the release site on Anna Maria Island, Bayfront Park. <laughs> Nine, eight, seven, six, 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 five, four. <laughs> We had kids looking at the turtle, probably seeing their first sea turtle. (laughs) All kinds of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was an exciting day. It was very. And Mike didn't um, hesitate to go back to the ocean. (laughs) I've never seen a turtle move so fast. (laughs) I think Mike looked up and said, oh, gosh, I don't know what this is. I'm out. (laughs) Who are all these people? Yeah. Well, that's one of the the rewarding um, aspects of the job. But, you know, as we know, with animals, it's it's never an easy fix or easy solution. And by the time they do come to you, they Mm -hmm. are really, really sick. Right. And if we don't intervene, these animals would be dead. So, um, you know, we're already fighting a losing battle on a lot of these guys when we get them in. Um, we've had a really great success. But even if these animals don't make it, we Gretchen's department, um, the Stranding Investigation Program, they necropsy every animal, take tissue samples, um, and we follow it through. And so a lot of research and new information is gathered. So, we so we're just, learning more from each absolutely. case. Absolutely. Has anything like any any finding especially benefited you guys and how you deal with the animals? I you know, um, I would say for sure all these the boat strikes. Um, you know we can follow that through, so um, that's been rewarding in in that aspect. Also, a lot of the animals that come in, you don't know why they die. They have foreign bodies. We have balloons um, mm-hmm. that don't show up sometimes in radiographs. Um, you know, so so I, they they eat a balloon. They think it's prey, and absolutely. So yeah. balloons are bad. So if you have balloons, don't let them go in your environment because eventually they do come down. And when they go into the water, the turtles think they're a jellyfish or something to eat, and they get them and they cause blockage, and they do eventually um, die from that. Plastics nice. as well. 
I remember one of our turtle um, caregivers did did a poster or something on hatchlings showing up with plastic. Plastic, absolutely. It's a yeah. huge problem. They're finding more and more, especially hatchlings out in the weed lines. Uh, the plastics are out out there, and the animals are just picking at it, and it doesn't. Um, pass through them. It so, causes them to become blocked and then they, they die. So that's the weed line, like that's where the hatchlings go after they leave the beach. So they would be feeding on something else mm-hmm. there, but they pick up the plastics. Absolutely. That's a bummer. That's a big bummer. Yeah. I, I had no, I didn't know that. Yep. And when only one in a thousand make it yeah, and then they go out there and yeah. die on plastic, it's very unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> We need to stop that. Oh, so man. I'm sad now. So make, <laughs> make you happy. Make happy. Yeah. Okay. Think of something happy. Butterflies and sunny days. I don't know. No, it has to pertain to marine animals. Okay. <laughs> Dolphins jumping. Dolphins jumping. That's, there you go. That always makes you smile. We're a nonprofit. So is does that make it hard to do this job where you have to constantly have medications and like x-ray equipment and all that stuff up and running all the time. (laughs) Absolutely. And we're very um, limited in the grants that are out there that we can apply for. Um, We used to get Prescott, um, and occasionally we do, but again, it's just a small amount of what it takes to run the hospital. Um, So we rely heavily on um, the kindness of people, donations. so, and if people come to moat, also that that does help us. But again, nonprofit, so we pretty much beg, borrow, steal everything. So, do they make a lot of specialized medicines and equipment for dolphins and whales, or do you have to get that, adapt that from other? Yeah. So disciplines? no, there's only a few books written on sea turtle medicine, and even less on dolphin and whales. And so we're constantly writing it as we go. And so mm-hmm. we really like to collaborate with other facilities that have the same species. Say, hey, this what worked. This is what didn't work. This is the dose we used. So um, there's no specific drug or medicine written for dolphins and whales or sea turtles. Well, I can understand using you know human medicine on on dolphins and whales, seeing as as they excuse me they are uh, mammals. Right. But reptiles. Yeah, whole different ball game. Whole different you know, ball game. We know what are you using? Like same techniques they use on lizards and, Absolutely. and terrestrial turtles. We do, we do. Um, it's a little more tough because um, they aren't always in an aquatic environment. So things you can do like with your box turtles, especially wound care, is difficult mm-hmm. on anything that lives in the water. Um, so we we adapt. It's kind of the fun part. We MacGyver it. We call it um, <laughs> with both dolphins and whales and turtles. So it, you have to think outside the box. Hmm. Interesting. But um, given that you have no like constant support, no insurance, no nothing. I mean. People can help. <laughs> Absolutely. People yeah. can make donations. They can, um, you know, come volunteer. Uh, people bring us towels. They bring us on, you know, soap. Uh, you know, you name so it. So it's not just monetary donations. You yeah. could use towels, soaps, antibiotics. Absolutely. Well, I guess people can't give you antibiotics. <laughs> they can't. Uh, you'd be yeah. surprised. Um, people try to donate um, their pet, Fifi, who passed. They try, and it's very thoughtful. But we can pass those <laughs> on to, uh, we do take them. We pass them on to, like, other rehab facilities that can use them. The bird people across the street, they get our leftovers. So we're, we're constantly giving out and receiving. So what we get, we like to give out. Oh, my goodness. So the hospitals are great, too, at donating donating um, their expired gloves, their expired fluids, so we can use that on our rehab animals. So. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. like like 
Sarasota Memorial or Absolutely. Yeah. Blake Hospital, Doctors Hospital, Sarasota, they've been very kind at donating well, things to thank us. thank you to all of those facilities. Absolutely. Very nice. That's yeah. something you don't think about when you think about who works in a hospital. Do they get dolphin and sea turtle requests? <laughs> yeah, right. You've, or the vet, there's one called Veterinary Neuroservices, I think they've helped yes, you? Yes, they have helped us. They've donated their CT machine before and oh, MRI. Wow. So we can take, if a turtle will fit in the apparatus, they've um, let us bring them there. Sarasota Memorial, in the past years and years and years ago, donated our first uh, radiograph machine, cool. which is really nice of them. Um, so That's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Well, if there was one thing you could tell... The general public that you think they you know if there was only one thing you you needed them to know mm-hmm. what do you think that would be i would think that um it would be that these individual animals do matter um, they're all protected they're all threatened and endangered and also um, they're a great indicator of what's going on out there in our environment um, if it's affecting them it is or will eventually affect us so they do matter. It does matter to pay attention. And we get so much out of the environment they live in. I f- we all feel like we need to give back. So I think that's a good message for them. That's an excellent message. Yeah. I think you pretty much win. Yeah, you win. <laughs> and so remember, you know, everybody out there, you can go to, to Moat's website and click on the donate button. And I think you can actually specify where you, you donate can. to, can't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You can. You can. You can also look up um, our animal hospitals on there, and you can see little um, reports on patients, things like that, just to see who we've treated in the past and get an idea of the variety of work we do. And towels and all that's great, but uh, money goes a lot farther. Yeah, it does. So everybody out there, if you can, please help. <laughs> See, if Joe asks you nicely, you want to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, because I know where you all live. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I think that's going to do it. Thank you very much for coming and talking to us about the, the hospital. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's been enlightening um, for me, even though I've been here so long. I, I thought I knew everything about the hospital. Yeah, we'll get you over there in the tank soon, Joe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think you should. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll see you in two weeks for another episode of 2C Fans at Moe.